Hello, friends, and welcome to the Esthetician Hub podcast, where we're all about empowering you to achieve your best skin and wellness goals. I'm your host and holistic esthetician, Bestie Vanessa, and I'm here to share my knowledge and insights on everything skincare and wellness. Join me every Sunday as we dive into casual best friend conversations on all things wellness, from the latest skincare trends to the most effective self-care rituals. So sit back, relax, and let's get glowing. Hello everyone and I hope you are having a wonderful Sunday. This episode is going to be a personal and informative one. As you might already know, I've started this podcast about five months ago and our community on here has been growing so, so much. We are currently at 4,000 downloads, which is honestly crazy to me and I'm just so, so grateful for every single one of you. I have so many of my listeners that end up tagging me on my Instagram saying that they're listening to this episode or they're listening to that episode and stuff like that just warms my heart so much. So thank you guys so, so much. I know a lot of you have been DMing me on Instagram as well and I just love having conversations with all of you. You guys are just so amazing. Um, So as always, if you don't follow me on Instagram yet, my handle is at skinwellness.co. So feel free free to DM me with whatever you have as a skin or wellness concern, or just leave a comment or you know what, just pop up and say, hi, I don't bite. Don't worry. But anywho, today, this episode is going to be all about getting to know each other a little bit more since this community has been growing for a while and there are a lot of new people on here. I just kind of wanted to sit down and talk about my journey and how I became a holistic esthetician. I also want to give you guys some tips on how to get started in the industry as well. I did do an Instagram poll about a week ago um, asking you guys to give me questions for today's episode. So I'll be answering all of them today. And a lot of the questions that you guys have been asking me did revolve around my journey and how I got started as an esthetician. Also, a lot of you guys have been asking me um, tips on how to pass the esthetician exam, my journey with my podcast, and any advice that I have for newly graduated esthetician students. Ooh, and special announcement before we start today's episode, I want to mention that you can now subscribe to my podcast every month. We will be covering the business aspect of the aesthetics industry. So this subscription is for those who do want to start a beauty business and for my fellow solo estheticians out there who want to scale their business. So for those who don't know yet, I'm actually a student in university. I'm doing a double major in marketing and management. Therefore, I will be able to give you insights on starting your esthetician business and really going in depth about the different aspects on how to scale your company. Alrighty, so let's dive in today's episode. I'm just going to start off by telling you guys how I even ended up being an esthetician because it is 
it is pretty up and down. Honestly, for me, like my journey hasn't been a straight line. It's been all over the place. I knew deep down that I always wanted to become an esthetician though. But at the time when I wanted to graduate from high school, my parents were like, no, don't become an esthetician. Like go to college, go to university, get your doctor's degree or do something that's actually quote unquote lucrative. So they didn't really want me to go into that industry because obviously they were like, oh, there's no potential in it and um, you're just going to work. You're not going to make any money and there is no business. There is no like money in that business and like you're just going to end up being nothing if you do that become an esthetician or whatever. And obviously like at the time I was young, I was lost and like I just didn't know what I wanted to do in my life, although deep down. I did know, but let's just say that I was just very, very confused. So essentially what I did is I just kind of followed everyone around me. So after high school, I just kind of went with the flow and I ended up getting into college. And by the way, I'm from Montreal. So in Quebec, our school system is a little bit different. So after high school, you go into CJEP, which is a two-year or three-year program, depending on like if you want to pursue university or not. So if you are planning on pursuing university, it's going to be a two-year program. Whereas if you decide to take a three-year program, then you're able to jump on the working market right away. And these three-year programs could be stuff like nursing, vet tech, or I think something in like psychology, like a, like a therapist or something. Um, special care counseling. So these are all of like the three-year programs that you're able to do and you don't necessarily have to go to university after that, but you can choose to go to university. Anyway, so I decided to take a three-year program in nursing. <laughs> uh, throwback, good old days. But anyway, so I decided to go into nursing right after I graduated high school and for those who don't know, I do come from a mixed background. So my mom, she's actually from the Philippines, and I was really influenced by her a lot as a young kid, especially going into nursing and becoming a doctor, because honestly, guys, there's that stereotype where like all Filipinos are like nurses and doctors in the medical field and whatever, and like even my cousins, like on my mom's side, they're all like doctors and nurses. And, you know, she was telling me, like, it's a lucrative business. Like, if you go into the medical field, you're going to become like a doctor, like your cousin, and this and that. And I thought, maybe, okay, you know what? I can remix the script a little bit so that I'm able to make my mom happy by being in the program, but I'll also be able to do my thing, which would be becoming like a cosmetic nurse injector or something in the beauty industry like something related to the beauty industry, essentially. However, I absolutely hated the program. Like I did not see myself continuing this program at all. I was literally not motivated to go to class, zero motivation. I also wasn't a fan of like the non-holistic approach. Um, I just want to mention, like I'm not like 
you know, shitting on the nursing degree. Like it's obviously if you are passionate about the nursing degree, like you do you girl, you know, but I'm just saying like me personally, um, I didn't really like that. A lot of my teachers were kind of taking this sort of pharmaceutical approach. Um, and what I mean by that is that we learned a lot of things about the pharmaceutical industry. So like how this pill helps with this and how this pill helps with that. But as you all know, like this isn't something that I was interested at all. I remember there was this one time I had asked my anatomy teacher or something, like if there was a holistic approach to solve that problem. And I remember him telling me literally word for word, like, I don't quote unquote, believe the natural way of solving a problem because I'm a lab rat. And I was like, okay, well, that's definitely not going to work for me. Like that was like my last straw. I was literally like, nope. The next day I show up to the admissions office and I'm like, I'm dropping this program right now. Like, thank you. Next. <laughs> but anyway, after that, I was still very much lost in what I wanted to do in life. Like I had zero clarity as to where I even wanted to go. My head was everywhere. And guys, I remember I was like, mm, okay, maybe the real estate industry looks fun or I could do like interior designing or maybe I could be like a scientist or something. Like my head was all over the place. Until one day, I got a job opportunity to work at this place called Aveda. And for those who don't know what Aveda is, it's basically a cosmetic company that focuses on hair products, skincare, and like organic slash natural makeup products. But this company takes an, an Ayurvedic approach to beauty. So like they're very like natural, organic, very holistic. And I remember my holistic journey literally started from there. Like I didn't know anything about Ayurveda or like any of this type of things. I had no clue about this whole like holistic approach to beauty until I started working there. The company itself literally taught me everything about, um, you know, that holistic approach through like gentle skincare ingredients, aromatherapy that are not only good for like the environment, but also good for your body. And I just remember working as a skincare expert over there at the store and we offered different types of services. We offered like facials and just advising people as to what ingredients are good for their skin or not. I remember I was doing like scalp analysis. I was giving hand massages. Like it was a very... Like I loved my experience working there and it was honestly like a place where I was able to feel like myself and I learned so much and I was doing like my own research at the same time. Like every single time we had um, this, okay, so we had this line called chakras and it was basically part of the aromatherapy line and each perfume spray um, sort of had like, a different chakra that you were able to heal. And I remember we had this like service where we would ask people to like pick a card and that would be like the chakra that was unbalanced. And then we would make them like smell this type of um, perfume. And it was just such an experience and I absolutely loved it. 
I was so good at my job at the time being a skincare expert. I was great at talking to clients, advising them about the different products because I've always been fascinated about the beauty industry, even at a young age, and it just came so effortlessly to me. Unfortunately, though, the company ended up shutting down its stores because of COVID-19. So this was in 2020. And unfortunately, I lost my job. I wasn't able to work there anymore um, because of the pandemic. And I was still very much lost at school. And that honestly was the time that I hit rock bottom. It was pretty devastating because that was kind of like my escape. I loved going to work. Like even if I was working part-time because I was a full-time student, it was like my place of escape where I just felt like myself and um, it was just a really, really hard time in my life. I was also going through like a really tough time like in my relationship and I was actually going through a breakup and it was a pretty fucking messy one, I'm not gonna lie. And it was just a really bad place because even like in terms of like my family and everything, like I was just not in a good place with them at all. So fast forward to about a year into the pandemic, I literally prompted myself to do a bunch of self-development practices. So I continued learning about Ayurveda, even if I ended up losing my job at Aveda um, because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But I just kept on, you know, learning. I had bought this book by Sahara Rose. I think I have it somewhere. Hold on. It's, it's like a book that I have, like I asked my dad to buy me because I wanted to, um, I think it's called The Beginner's Guide to Ayurveda or something like that. And I remember I had bought that book and that was just kind of like the start of like my holistic healing journey. And I read a bunch of books. I was doing my research online about the topic, um, I was just kind of, honestly, during the pandemic, obviously everyone was like isolated and stuff. Like I couldn't even go out, see my friends or anything. And instead of just kind of mindlessly scrolling online, I really wanted to work on myself. You know, I was reading tons of books, going through like I was literally going through like my self-growth, self-development phase. I was meditating practically every single day. I'm not even kidding with you guys. And I was journeying, journaling every single day as well. Um, and it was just kind of to figure myself out, you know, and to figure out what I wanted to truly do in the future. So I think about a year into the pandemic, um, I'm honestly not really good with time, to be honest with you. Like for me, like the pandemic just kind of like ruined the whole entire timeline. Like I don't know um, exactly when, but I remember I had gotten accepted into university, into marketing and management. And I've been doing that ever since. And at the time, I had also figured out that, hey, the aesthetic slash spa industry has always been something that I was naturally good in and that I absolutely loved because of all of this journaling thing, you know, getting back in tune with who I truly am and like doing all of these self-growth practices and methods. Like it really made me realize like, wow, 
like the aesthetics industry, like helping people become the best version of themselves, helping people feeling confident within their own skin. And just like the idea of the spa in general, like that relaxation aspect was just something I absolutely loved. So I finally decided to take the leap and then get my aesthetics diploma. Um, I had to conquer my fears. I was literally like, is this even worth it? Like, should I do this? Like, what are people going to think? What is my parents going to think about me? You know? Um, but honestly, I did not care. I was like, I'm doing this for myself at the end of the day. And this is what truly makes me happy. And I took a very untraditional route though. So I went into a private aesthetic school, which by the way, I had to pay like freaking $10,000 for just to get in. Um, but it's fine. Absolutely fine. It was an investment that I had made and it was money that I had saved from working, um, throughout my life. But anyway, I had to do that to get my medical aesthetics diploma. So I'm a licensed esthetician. Plus I have my laser technician diploma as well. Um, and I was able to get both of those within a year. So the learning process was a bit different for me because it was during the pandemic. Obviously, they limited people, you know, to go to the place like in person. So for me, the theory part was all online. Um, I did have like help, obviously, and support from some of my instructors. I was able to email them and they would respond like right away if ever I needed something or clarifications on a certain topic. Um, there was a lot of videos that I had to watch, you know, uh, because they were online and not in person. But nonetheless, I did get to have a lot of hands-on training experience, um, practicing on you know, clients, practicing on other students, practicing on myself and yeah, practicing facials, laser, and all of the different techniques. Um, another thing is that because it was like a private school, um, there wasn't much students. So a lot of our in-person classes was like, there was literally like three people. Okay. And like, I remember like, even for my facial classes, it was literally just me, this other girl, and then the instructor. And then obviously like the client were like the model that we were practicing on. So it was very, very good. Like in terms of, um, the knowledge that I got, like the support that I got from my instructors, like, because it wasn't a big class, like there was a lot of, you know, focus, like she was telling me, oh, don't do it like this, do it this way. So it was very helpful in that sense. So I wanted to answer a very, very common question that you guys have been asking me. And it's mainly been as students in like esthetician students that have been asking me this, but it's how to pass the aesthetics exam plus any tips for you guys if I have. So number one, I just want to point out that I did my exam online again due to COVID-19. They really wanted to limit us from going in person. Um, so a lot of like the exams that I got, like the little quizzes that I did, like a lot of the assignments were online. Um, nonetheless, I did learn a lot. I do think that because 
it was during COVID, I had that like little extra step, meaning that when I was actually practicing on clients, like doing facials and everything, not only that they had to fill out like the consultation form, they had to fill out like the COVID form. And like the sanitation process was like to the max, like clients had to wear their masks when they come in. Um, I had to wear my mask. Plus we had like the visors um, to block off. Um, I don't know, like that, those glass visors or like those plastic ones there. But anyway, there was a lot of sanitation like practices that came with it, um, which is good you know, like to a certain degree, it just makes you realize like, yes, at the end of the day, like the aesthetics industry isn't just about, you know, pampering other people. It's about taking those steps of, um, sanitation processes. And it's about understanding that you have to be a sanitary person and understand how to properly clean your tools. Um, if you're an esthetician, like, you know, you're using these products on people or for example, these extraction tools that you're using, essentially they could have blood on them. And this is all things that you learn in um, the aesthetic school and that it's very, very important to be safe when you practice your facials. Okay, so I kind of got sidetracked from my notes there, um, but let's go back to any tips that I have about the exams. So um, for me, the exam was quite long. I remember everything was kind of like multiple choice or short answer questions, but note that it could be very, very different from yours. I think like each state has like their own way of examining people. Um, but my number one studying tip would be to make a summary for each and every chapter. So after reading or doing each chapter, highlight some key things that you learned and have like a little notebook with you. Um, have like a little notebook with all of those little pointers. I remember I used to bring my notebook every single time I would go to those in-person classes and I would just take notes from what my instructor would say. I would write down all of the important information. For example, what are the steps of a perfect facial or what I have to make sure of when I am practicing a facial or like the different techniques that I want to write down or if there are certain theories that are really, really important to note even when you're practicing as an esthetician. So I still have that notebook even to this day and even to this day when I do give facials on clients like I'll always have that notebook on the side next to me because it's just like a place where you can go where all your knowledge is and you kind of have like those summaries of every single chapter that you've learned so far. Also I want to note that as like esthetician school doesn't teach you everything. Like when it comes to like doing your facials and trying out different techniques and everything like that, like yes, they'll give you like the basic knowledge, but in order to become a successful esthetician or to be an esthetician that you truly aspire to be, like you're gonna have to do some extra learning. And no matter if you have like 10 plus years in the industry, you should always continue to learn. 
Whether it's like getting extra certificates or additional classes on specific treatments, even when you do end up getting your aesthetics diploma, like don't ever stop trying to learn because the beauty industry is constantly changing and there is always something new to the table. My number one tip is if you're in aesthetic school right now, try finding an esthetician that you can look up to or an esthetician that you aspire to be like and try connecting with them. You know, try asking them questions on how they became an esthetician, what their journey is like. Maybe if they have a course, try purchasing their courses online, following their guides, watching YouTube videos on how do they do their facials and just listening to all of the advices that they have and maybe even writing those advices down, right? Like writing um, in the same notebook that I was telling you guys about, like maybe try having a little section where you can stick all of the advices, all of the tips that you've learned online and not necessarily just in, in school from your te textbooks and stuff. My second tip is to seriously pay attention in class. Like make sure that you're attending your classes and that you're actually paying attention to your instructor. Obviously take notes and ask questions if you don't understand something. It's important to have a solid understanding of the basic material before jumping onto different like topics and aspects. I also want to mention that practicing is literally key in aesthetic, in aesthetic school. So try to get as much hands-on practice as you can and don't be afraid to ask your instructors or classmates for help or advice. Like, well, I remember when I used to be in esthetician school, I would literally give my brother a facial, my mom a facial. I would literally practice extractions on my brother. I would practice extractions on my dad. Like, I literally did it on everyone around me. Now, another tip that I have for you guys, um, it's to stay organized. So keep track of all of your assignments, all of your exams, all of your due dates, and use a planner or like a digital calendar to help you stay at the top of everything. Me personally, I use Google calendars and like my life is literally based off of my Google calendar. I put all of my business on there. I put all of my schoolwork on there. I put all of like my personal um, things on there as well, like working out schedule or like my school schedule, or for example, my, my work schedule and everything like that, and try to stick with it. And just, it's an, it's an easy tool because you'll always get a notification as to like what you're supposed to be doing at this time to now, another one of my tips is to study regularly. So don't wait until the night before an exam to start studying. Make sure that you find a study schedule and you actually stick with it. So maybe you can write it down on your Google Calendar. Okay, so two hours on Sunday, I'll be studying for my aesthetics diploma, whatever. So reviewing your notes and textbooks regularly is what's going to help you reinforce what you already learned so that you're actually prepared for the aesthetics exam. And at the end of the day, guys, like you chose to go into aesthetic school for a reason. So might as well become the best version of yourselves in the aesthetics industry and know your know all of your basics by heart so that you're able to teach other people potentially in the future. 
I also wanted to give you guys advice. This is especially for those who are currently esthetician students. And it's not to be afraid to specialize in something. Like, yes, it's great to have a broad range of skills as an esthetician. And it can obviously be beneficial to specialize in a particular area, whether it's makeup, facials, hair removal, waxing. Becoming an expert in a specific area can really help you stand out from the competition. Another tip that I have for you guys is to be willing to adapt. The beauty industry, like I said, is constantly changing and it's so important to be flexible and adaptable. So being open to new techniques, new products and technologies, and always be willing to evolve within the industry. Another tip is that once you get like your aesthetics diploma or even like when you're just an esthetician student, it's important to network with other estheticians. So building your relationship with other estheticians can help you learn new techniques, share advice and get referrals from each other potentially. So attending industry events and meetups and not being afraid to reach out to other estheticians in your area. Another tip that is super, super important, and it's to stay up to date with regulations. So as an esthetician, obviously it's important to stay up to date with regulation and laws related to the industry, and especially including the sanitation practices, licensing requirements, and product safety guidelines. So making sure that you are complying with all of these regulations to keep yourself and your clients safe. When it comes to the regulations for estheticians, it can vary greatly depending on the state where you're practicing. I'm personally not from America. I am from Canada. So the regulations for estheticians are quite different. And I know a lot of my listeners are from America. So I know that if, for example, in the state of California, estheticians are required to complete 600 hours of training at obviously an approved school and pass an exam in order to obtain their license. They're also required to complete a minimum of 10 hours of continuing education every two years. Whereas in the state of New York, estheticians must complete 600 hours of training at an approved school and then pass a written and practical exam to obtain their license. And then for them, it's a little bit different. They must also complete a minimum of six hours of continuing education every three years. So essentially, it will vary from state to state, and it's important for you to know the regulations of your area. And it's super easy. You can just Google search it, literally right? State of, I don't know, like California regulations for estheticians, and it's just going to tell you everything that you need to know. Um, it's very, very scary, actually. Like I know, for example, here in Canada, the laser hair removal industry is quite flawed, in my opinion. Meaning that anyone who has the money to purchase a laser hair removal is able to use it without actually having a laser technician certificate. And this is obviously scary because if you don't have the education and license for it, there is a bigger chance of you 
burning someone essentially and having further damage done to the skin. So that's why for us as clients, it's also important to do our research on a well-known and accredited salon before booking a laser hair removal, for example. Alrighty, so a little intermission break before we get started on another segment about how I started my podcast. I want to quickly mention that my free solution acne guide is out now and you guys are able to download it for free from my link in my Instagram bio at skinwellness.co. So thank you guys all so, so much for the support. And once again, let's get back into the second segment. Alrighty, so when I first started this podcast, my goal was to simply share information and tips that I have gained over the years as an esthetician. I wanted to create a resource for estheticians at any stage of their careers, whether they're students just getting started to professionals within the industry looking to expand their expertise. Little did I know how much this podcast would grow and the community we built around it. So in the first few episodes of my podcast, I did cover a lot of fundamental topics about the aesthetics industry, so like advice for estheticians um, and different types of skincare products that we're able to use on different types of skin concerns. And I received so much like feedback and positive feedback from that, people expressing their gratitude for the helpful recommendations and their enthusiasm because of the authentic perspective that I brought. And that just motivated me to make this podcast a priority and committing to it every Sunday, posting a video for you guys. I mean, sorry, an episode for you guys and just you know, committing to this consistent, high quality content. Because honestly, guys, I do spend a lot of time, maybe you guys don't know this, but I do spend a lot of time like, you know, writing down my podcast episode scripts, figuring out, you know, the title, figuring out what we're going to be talking about. And it does take a certain portion out of my day just to kind of wrap up all of these um, ideas together and to give you guys basically the best of the best advice. My goal going forward is obviously to continue improving and expanding the resources and connections I provide through this podcast. So please feel free to submit any questions or topic suggestions for future episodes. I aim to cover whatever will be the most helpful and valuable to you all in your aesthetics career or education. I will potentially also be bringing on new estheticians or different estheticians to get their perspective perspective on how they came into the aesthetics industry. Um, But definitely that is something to look forward to. Now I'm going to be talking to you guys a couple of tips. I'm going to be telling you guys a couple of tips that I have if you're planning on starting your So number one, it's to figure out what platform you even want to film on. I personally use Spotify for podcasters, but there are many like different easy and free to use hosts like SoundCloud, um, obviously Spotify for podcasters. So you can pick one and get familiar with that platform and allow the time to learn, upload, edit, and share your episodes before launching just so that you can have like a much smoother experience 
experience and feel more confident as a host. Next is to determine your podcast style and your focus. Do you want to share advice and tips? Do you want to discuss news and trends? Are you going to be in interviewing people? Are you going to be doing a solo podcast? So defining the type of information and value you want to provide to your listeners and then keeping that consistency that will keep people from, you know, keep people coming back to you, listening to your podcast. Another tip that I have is to build your platform before launching. So maybe like starting a website or a blog to publish your content and then engage with potential listeners. So become active on social media platforms like Instagram or Facebook. And then while you're doing that, promote your upcoming podcast. So developing a following list first will give you a head start in the industry. Next tip that I have for you guys is to choose a catchy but descriptive name. So the title is essentially how people are going to find your show. So pick something that represents your type of content or the type of, you know, industry you're planning on talking about. Like, is it going to be a lifestyle podcast? Is it going to be a podcast focused on skincare? Um, is it going to be focused for estheticians? Is your podcast going to be focused on healthy lifestyles, etc.? Oh, a very, very important tip is to record with a good audio system. Um, recording in a quiet and distracting free environment as well is very, very crucial. You don't want people screaming in the background. You don't want your dog barking in the background, you know, but, um, using like a microphone, headphones and audio editing software so that you can actually give out high quality audio, um, backgrounds that have like noise or poor sound quality can very much negatively affect your listeners and the credibility of your show. Unfortunately, like no one wants to listen to someone. And then in the background, there's just all of this clitter clatter going on, you know? My final tip for you guys, if you are starting or planning on starting a podcast, it's to release new episodes on a consistent schedule. So aim for two to three episodes per month. If you are super busy or every other week, like for example, me, I post every Sundays and it's happened where, you know what? I wasn't able to post on Sunday. Like literally last Sunday, I wasn't able to post on it, but I'll post the day after, you know? And I'll give you guys a heads up as to, hey guys, like unfortunately I won't be able to post Sunday's podcast. It's going to have to go to Monday. And it's just going to um, establish reliability. Oops, sorry. I had a struggle with saying that. It's just going to establish reliability and help your listeners stay up to date with your content and know when to expect future episodes. And that's going to improve your engagement and your retention. Well, listener retention. All right, guys. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to our Q&A today. I hope you found the information valuable and informative. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And please leave a rating if you enjoyed the show. Like always, follow me on Instagram at skinwellness.co if you aren't already. And I would definitely love to 
hear from you if you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. I'll definitely be doing a part two for the Q&A, so stay tuned for that. And I'll be posting a poll on my Instagram story so that you can reply with the questions you want me to answer. On that note, I hope that you guys all have a wonderful Sunday. Bye.